You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah. yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into another edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad, Declan Goff, and uh, of course the main primary conversation here, as it always is, is the Wild. Their season has started. Their schedule is completely screwy because their schedule at this time of year, Declan, never makes sense. Nope. And let's see, what else? Uh, can I find some good news here on my sheet of paper? No, I can't because they're 0-2. Uh, now, I've been uh, obviously with and covering the Twins a ton and the Vikings a ton. So, full disclosure, I'm yet to see a second of wild hockey. That is not true for you. You've seen both games. Give me the synopsis so far of an 0-2 start. Oh, man, where to begin? Well, opening night in Nashville I thought was just was just awful. I don't I don't think anyone played well at all. The fact that I believe they did have that 2-1 lead after two. Um they scored. Two, they popped in two at the end of the end of the second. But hold on, I'm going to crack a beer here. Go for it. Oh God, what a satisfactory sound! I need some help. Oh, good for you. Because um, if I'm going to listen to this, it's no no. No, it's fine. To you. If you can tell from my nasal, I did the same thing last night. My my sinuses and everything else is acting yeah, up. From drinking, I'll get to you. Uh, drinking will do that to me. And and there was just no one who showed up and looked really good. Um, on, on Thursday, I thought they deserved to lose in, in, in their season-opening loss to the Predators. Against the Avalanche, um, they had a chance to tie the game, and they had the six on five. Kevin Fiala's right there on the back door, and all we've heard, at least what I've heard throughout training camp and throughout the practices that Fiala's been a part of, mm-hmm. is, a guy, is his shot looks good. His shot, he, he rifles shots upstairs. That's something this team needs. It's great. And he gets, in, gets a pass in the final minutes and just doesn't elevate the puck. Grubauer hits it easily with his pad, slides it away, and then the puck goes all the way down the ice for an empty net goal. I mean, t- bing, bang, boom. They were that close to tying the game, and Colorado, and I... It is definitely a better team than the Wild. I've already voiced my opinions about Nashville, but that's just self-pride. Um, I thought the Wild, and through two games, especially top line, just don't look the part at all. And it, it, it's overreactions. It's two games in. But the top line, Zuccarello, Stahl, Parisi, especially Zuccarello and Stahl together, have been miserable. Haven't been creating chances. Have been allowing a lot of shots. Something has to give, and that's why Bruce Boudreaux I think, already tinkering with these lines. Now, okay, let's start with Eric Stahl. First line center, veteran two years ago, 42 goals. Yeah. Now that's an aberration. Um, didn't practice on Monday with a maintenance day, is reportedly already injured. <laughs> Do we have any idea what's wrong and how how are you injured two games in? And if that's the case, don't you just rest him until he's healthy? I mean, what what does this team really think it's going to do? Well, let's... Like, let's, I, I would literally get him... Right. If, if he's hurt, I would say, Eric... You're going to play again when you're not hurt. It's game two. They played two games. They play 82 games, and they're probably not a playoff team. If nothing else, get him, sit him as long as you need to to get him healthy for what I like to call the trade deadline. Yeah, it'd be nice. But he, I think that does have that modified trade kicker. In he it, does, in but I can trade him to some teams, I believe. Well, it's, what's more maybe scarier is Victor Rask took his part in practice. Right. Which I guess 
through two games, stall one shot on net, a minus five, by the way, uh, no points. Maybe Victor Rask can't be any worse. Maybe he honestly can't be any worse than Eric Stahl. Right. Uh, but him and Zuccarello together have not been able to create much of any chance at all. Uh, when you just look at the, especially the advanced stance, Corsi 4. So shots, Corsi 4, Corsi against. Very simple synopsis here. If you're driving possession, you're shooting the puck on net, you're creating chances, Corsi 4. When you're allowing shots, Corsi against. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Plus minus of? Of shots. In, of shots, okay. Essentially. It's the same, it's the same kind gotcha. of thing. And Corsi 4 and Corsi against right now with Zuccarello and Stahl, 13 to 24. Okay. So they've only created 13 chances. They've gotten 24 against them. Also, high danger chances. So, you know, these are chances where are also very important. High danger chances created one between these two, seven allowed. So, I mean, they're putting their team in an insanely difficult position when they're on the ice, essentially, and that's why I think they have to be broken up. And look, Zuccarello, I think, is going to be a, a, a good player. I think he's a great playmaker. He's essentially taking Mikhail Granlin's role point production-wise. I really do think he can be a 50-60 point guy. But he's got to get rid of. He he has to figure out an, a new line mate. Whether that's getting Zucker on the flank with Stall or just getting off a of Stall. Uh, but if Stall's hurt, he shouldn't be playing. And and maybe yeah, maybe he's I mean, not going to. This might be to. because he's hurt. And if he's hurt, why play him? That makes no sense. And if he's not hurt, then he's. I mean, it, it's just like. Do, do, do you think this team in watching them? Do you think they understand where they're at here? No. Like this. This start is no surprise. This start doesn't frustrate me one bit. This start is probably. I'm not saying that they won't have hot streaks, but this start is probably indicative of who they, they are. They can hang around with good teams, and then they just get beat, and that's okay. That's right. them now. So, But, like, is there an acknowledgement here of hmm. who they are, what they are, where they are? Like, they're not fighting for anything. This isn't, this isn't a team, again, don't bring up the Blues because the Blues had Ryan O'Reilly. If, you, if, if Ryan O'Reilly gets traded to the Wild tomorrow, I'm completely changed my expectation. Very different situation. And if you get a goaltender here who's going to be stand on his head, I change my expectations. Right. But until then, I think this year, at least for me personally, this year's about acceptance, accepting who you are, which means that if Eric Stahl's hurt, he just doesn't play. Yeah. And then when he gets healthy, he plays. And if I can eventually get around the modified no trade clause at the deadline to deal him, I absolutely do. Um, but you know, and Donato going down to the fourth line, and I, I, I know I saw the story that he screwed up in against the Abs yeah. on on what the Lanniscaw goal, right? Yeah, or Rantanen goal. But okay, he's going to screw up. Keep playing him. Yeah, he's a young kid. Big minutes. Yeah, he's a young kid. Big and minutes. You're you're okay with seeing a guy? I, I guess you should be okay with it. I'm. I, I understand why Bruce did send him down to the fourth line. But I also believe if he's going to go down to that fourth line, I would just like to see him and Erickson Eck, him and Erickson Eck get significant minutes. And they're going to be on the same line now, probably Sounds starting like Thursday against the Jets, with, at least uh, for a period before they get broken up. Yeah, with uh, with Hartman too on that side, and Felino goes up. Okay, which is very interesting. Wouldn't you rather give um, those two guys a, a little bit more of a dynamic winger? You'd think so. On the Erickson Eck line. And I also, don't like, yeah, I don't like it. Let's call that the second line then, not the fourth line. Right. And let's take guys that are playing on the second line and make them the fourth line. This is like, this is so crystal clear to me. This is so crystal clear. And, it, I mean, if you're fighting against what I'm saying, then you just don't get it. Because yeah. why Why are you creating – like, what are you – what's your goal here? Yeah. To sneak in the playoffs? That you're all that's long. the that's the long that's the achievable goal for them. Yeah, and that's difficult. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy. But I just don't. You know, I'm all about I'm all about player development now. Yeah, 
I'd like to see. Aren't you? Yeah, I want to see young kids get significant minutes. So, so you you said that that you think that Eck and Donato together is, is a good idea. Yeah, I do think it's actually a good idea. They, these two didn't play a ton together last year, but when they did, um, they were driving possession and, and creating scoring chances, and I think that's going to be important for Donato. Look, Donato likes to shoot the puck a lot, and to be honest, he's a little bit of a defensive liability, and I think he sure. was, and I think he was picked on in the road series with the home team having the last changes. I mean, he was in the defensive zone an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if he can develop some chemistry with Erickson Eck long-term, this will be good. And last year, they, these two played 85 minutes together, um, and they were able to generate positive scoring chances. And when they were apart, they were both bad for it. So when they were together, both of them together were able to drive scoring, were able to drive possession. This actually could make some sense. But also, if that's your fourth line we're just gonna, for right now i'm going to call it the fourth line yeah if, if they're only going to get nine ten minutes a night well then we really can't have a sample size of success because they're not going to be out there a ton so how much does bruce give that line time how much time does he give them i think is going to be the big question in winnipeg together and at some at some point in time too declan you would think it would be smart for uh gm billy garen to tell bruce bruce i'm not going to fire you okay like you're going to get the year for sure yeah um, I ne- but I need you to play these kids. And to what you just said, I don't want you to make Erickson Eck and Donato fourth line guys. I need to see them play. I need to see them play a lot. And if a veteran guy doesn't play, I don't really care. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Because yeah, I the line pairing there sounds you know smart. But if you're going to treat that as a traditional fourth line because we're a good team. That's not Correct. smart. Yeah. That's counterproductive. And, you know, I, we talked about it a few weeks ago about how I think we, we do get in a habit as as commentators, as fans, that we just look at top six and we just think top six, where I think the NHL is just morphing more into four-line league. And it's definitely nine deep. Yeah, and it's definitely nine deep now. Definitely so, so nine, deep, I, agree I really don't even think you can say top six anymore. I think the conversation starts top nine. And, but let's get those guys up let, in yeah, that group. Elevate their minutes. And I, I do – Bruce has liked, I think, what Eck has brought. I do, I do think Eck has been consistently fine. And, and you can be unnoticeable and be fine in hockey. And Ryan Hartman, I think, is also a good for the fourth line. Long term, you know, I don't, I don't really want to see Marcus Foligno playing on the top line necessarily, but I like what he brings to the ice. Absolutely agree. And so if you can find still a role for him – Yep. Where you can enhance everyone's ability, and I think I, I'm really tempted to see if X line starts starts on the faceoff dot in Winnipeg between Eck Donato Hartman. I would like to see it do that. And Eck is is in decision year. Yeah, he is. Like this is this is it. Like you've got to take him and be like, do we have something here? Is he a bust? Is he uh, a good player? Is he possibly a very good player? So this is a year that I give him. I don't care what has to. I don't care how I do it. He's got to play a lot because I've got to at the you know by March of this year I've got to say this is who he is. Yep. And I do think that even though we just harped on we've been harping on Victor Rask of you know this was a disaster and, well, it, yeah. and it obviously is right. I, yeah. I don't think there's anything it just that's didn't gonna, work. It, it just was didn't a terrible work. trade. But if this is we we said how is he going to get into the lineup? Well, if stalls out and or just ineffective, this is his chance. And even though. It might not work out. This is going to be a chance for Victor Rass to show that I belong in the lineup. And who? I, I'm just trying to be a little bit more optimistic here. I I truly am curious by it. I'm I'm curious but to see what he can right. do. But you're I'm see here. Here's my thing. What you just said, I'm completely with because this is a year of acceptance. Yeah. And let's see what they got. Yeah. Like this is uh, anybody that goes to a wild game is like yeah playoff run this year. You, you, no, you're you're delusional. Find out what you got. 
Like Bill Guerin inherited this thing, which is – I don't want to say it's a complete mess because that's not fair. Their defense is too good. They've got some good players. But he inherited this thing, which is probably – the right word is dysfunctional. Yeah. So sort through this. You know what? If this was a clear-cut playoff team with aspirations to be a top three team in the Central, I would say the Victor Rask trade is absolutely awful, and he cannot play for you. But that's not this team. Uh, nope. Not so right. what you're saying – and look – if two games in, Eric Stahl is hurt, put him in the press box, let him heal. I don't know what's wrong, but you, and play Rask. And if Rask is as bad as we think, guess what? You're going to – it's buying him out eventually is going to become very, very simple. Yeah. But you've got that freedom now. Like, use the freedom and tell Bruce, Bruce, this is not Bruce's fault. Like, no. Toll Blake could coach this team and ain't going to – it's still going to be a fringe team. Right. So, you know, Al Arbor could come back. It doesn't matter. So give Bruce the freedom to know that at Thanksgiving he's not going to be fired, but I need to see a lot of guys play. Yeah. Because to go back to last year, Bruce said to somebody, if they want to, if they want me to be part of, of a rebuild, I haven't done that before, but I would do that. Yeah. So let's make it. Let's make it what it, it is, which is forward wise, trying to find out what you got. Exactly, and we do know that. The Wild need a combination of Cunning, Greenway, Donato, Eck, at least two of those guys, to take, I think, a significant step forward if there really is a rebuild in the future. Because if those guys take a step back, or don't take a step forward, I should say, now now you're really, I think you're in serious trouble. Just because there's no game-breaker on this team, and, and I don't necessarily see a Cunning or Donato turning into a game-breaker, per se. It would, it would take in a massive flip for that to happen, mm-hmm. but... Some of those players have to take a step forward. And to be honest, it, it might not be fair for them, but the, the wild season success probably hinges on if they do take the next step forward. And, and, and the next season. And into the next season. I'm with you. So that is huge for them. They Someone needs to take a big step up. I know Donato's had a rough couple go of it here, but I like his mentality. It's I like what games. he brings, and it's two games. Naturally, we're going to be overreacting. Everyone's going to be overreacting, and it doesn't help that there's Five-day layoffs between game second and third, oh. and we can all we have to do is just think about this. They don't play their home opener until more than, a, what, a week after they started their season. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. But, yes, I cannot get – I'm going to do my best throughout the course of this year not to get excited or too worked up about things that go wrong because a lot should go wrong probably. Right. All right, I've got a question for you. Sure. Um. Our guy, Michael Russo from The Athletic, wrote uh, the game story off the Colorado loss, which was Saturday. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Uh, where evidently Zach Parisi has subtly questioned Bruce Boudreaux's line tinkering and wondered aloud if the Wild need to alter their, quote, scheme to create more offense. We're two games in again. What's he doing? Why are we worried about this? And, and again, Zach, I got bad news for you. I'll tell you this if they won't. The idea didn't work. You are on a middling to not great team. Yeah. It's okay, but it's over. Like, there's no Stanley Cup here. Not in – if you win a Stanley Cup, it's going to be towards it here. It's going to be down the road a bit. Yeah. Okay? So, for 2019-20, how on earth, two games in, is he concerned about the line tinkering? Which, by the way, Bruce has been doing for years. This is not new. You know that, Declan. And altering their scheme? Yeah. Can you help me poor, with poor can you help me with can you help me with what you saw in those first two games? And I guess what I would call sort of the is delusional the right word? 
delusional attitude about where this team might reside right now, altering their scheme. If I was to alter their scheme, I would probably take a lot of those veterans and shove them down towards the third and fourth lines and take, as you said, the Eriksson Eck and, and Donato's and say your first or second line. And if it doesn't go well, too bad. Go get them, boys. I think uh, I understand Zach's frustration starting 0-2 sure. on the season, right? I get totally, it, but it's, totally it's over. Fine. And I do, where I, where I think Zach needs to kind of put himself in check here is, I don't think you can go to Bruce Boudreau. And look, Zach Brees is a decorated player, but so is Bruce Boudreau is a respected coach. Absolutely. I don't think you have the willpower right now to say, change this offensive scheme, we need to create more goals. I'm, Bruce is probably thinking... Dude, I'm trying. I've inherited this bleep platter. We're trying our best to create goals. The way you watch the Wild score through these first two games isn't anything special. They're looking for tips in front. They're putting bodies in front of the net. They're trying to find a greasy goal. No one's, no one has the, the, the ability right now to go coast to coast. Donato had a nice breakaway that was stoned on an amazing save by Grubauer. But no one on this team has the ability to take things over. So if the plan is, Zach is to get bodies in front of the net, is to let our defensemen hopefully clap a couple slap shots from the top. That's going to be the only way you consistently score goals. You have the right to be frustrated, but I have a big issue being upset with the fact that we need to change the scheme up here. It's two games, and this is your team, man. And this is not the year to defer to veteran players. No. I mean, that that's that's gone and I'm sure I'll have. I'm sure I'll get some notes saying, "Well, they're they're you know, they're, it's Parisi and Koiva." Doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, do you think Bruce isn't trying? You're right. Do you He's think trying. Bruce? Do you think Bruce is? Billy Garrett needs to go. I really believe this. Billy Garrett needs to go to Bruce and say, "Your job is safe. You're not going to be fired. Now let's start to tinker. Yeah. And let's start to screw around with things. And let's see who we got and who we don't have. Because you can't go. You're going to go into 2000. 2021, hopefully with Kaprasov, right? Hopefully. We'll have an update, too, on that for okay. a little bit. In the hopefully with him and with an identity then. And and you're going to want to know, I, you know, an Eriksson Eck, is he part of that? Is he n- next year on opening night? Is he first line? Is he second line? Is he on the team? Is he with the Ducks? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> this is all about, to me, building for Kaprasov. Yeah. This is an 82 game build up for 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 that guy and it and probably a different goaltender here at some point in time. You know, the one thing that you've got Dumba, the blue line's pretty dog on good Spurgeon, but if I can now get those forwards straightened out and I know, you know, I I know who by the end of uh this year Donato is, I know who Greenway is, I know who Cunnan is, I know who Eck is. You know, the stalls of the world are going to be gone. Yeah. That's not an issue. So so this whole thing, though, about 2019-20, no, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. And, and you know, for anybody that says, well, again, I mean, look at the Blues. They've got it. Okay. That's the worst formula possible in this sense. One, you don't have the same attributes that the Blues had. Two, if the, if the Wild tried that, that's simply trying for a pop-up that's going to have no sustainability. Yeah. Find out what you got here. Mm-hmm. I, I would let the Put kids the play. Put the plan in place. Yeah, let the kids play. And even if, uh, you know, Dallas is struggling right now, too. They're 0-3. But I feel if I was a Dallas Stars fan, I'm not worried. No. I'm not worried one bit. You have you have your top-end talent. You have uh, – I, I do have some questions about your coach, but you have the resources available to be a very successful team in the Western Conference this year. If you're a Wild fan and you're maybe now – and, again, we're two games in, but if, 
if you've watched and you're starting to understand, oh yeah, maybe maybe we're not that good. I think it's it's going to be just more adamant as as the season goes on. I knew like, that. No, no, no. But is any Wild fan really thinking? Well, I really thought they'd be really good or really. I I I like the blue line. Yeah, and you know the forwards. I'm very. I don't know. I honestly do think there is a good amount of fans that thought they would bounce back. Not to be a powerhouse, but I wow. do think there is a good amount of people. State of hockey, good loyal hockey, wild fans that did think that they can pop up and be successful, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just not going to happen. And with you know Bill Guerin. We talked last week, or there was a report from Don Drager that they could be interested in the Penguins. Well, now with Malkin out long term, that ain't happening. Uh, so Bukestead's out too now. Bukestead's out, hurt. so they lost two top nine players essentially. Yep. So th- that trade's now pretty much kiboshed. Yep. Uh, so this is your team. This is who you're stuck with. I'm curious to see if Bruce ends up still giving opportunities to other kids and giving them line, uh, giving them big minutes on the lines. But, but for right now. This is this is who the Wild are. They're going to be a middling team that doesn't score a lot of goals and tries to rely on their defense and goaltending. Mm-hmm. I thought Dubnik has looked okay. I don't think he's looked bad through, through two games. Maybe that's the one silver lining that he's looked all right. But guess what? With all these off days, he's still going to be starting a lot. Alex Daylock isn't going to be playing a ton. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun things going on with the Wild. Uh, as far as those first two games go, who do you and who do you think in those two games has stood out so far? Who have you liked? I. How's Dumba looked? I thought Dumba on Thursday, I, if I looked. remember looking, remember looking pretty bad, to be honest. But Dumba brings that ability and that slap shot that makes up for those deficiencies. And look, just well, he's com- going to make mistakes. And just compare it to on opening night uh, with I don't know if you saw that one, but Kings and Kings and Sharks. Yep. Brent Burns makes a terrible decision on the power oh, play. He can make awful terrible decision. Yep. Knights go down shorthanded score. That's going to happen. That's going to happen with Dumba. That's oh, yeah. going to happen with Burns. It's going to happen with Carlson. That's what happens when you have offensive-minded defense. And you don't trade those guys. And you don't trade those guys. You keep those guys. And you, and you give a guy like Suter to hopefully help him back him up. That's, what, that's why those two are together. I don't see those two getting split up anytime soon. But Dumba, that's, that's the life with Matt Dumba, man. He, he's going to create more offensive ability than he gives up. And but I understand. And you that, traded Brent Burns, so and yeah, there, there ain't anybody who wouldn't go back and be like, I'd like to undo that. Today. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. So, uh, so Spurgeon's looked solid so far. I think Spurgeon's looked all right. Yeah, solid yeah. So far, the blue line in general's been okay. Dubnik, I think, is okay. Uh, I would just say the collection of forwards. You know, none of the young kids that we just mentioned. None of them have points through two games. Uh, Zuccarello and Stahl have been miserable. Fiala has a good slap shot, but I haven't seen him. Put it in the back of the net. What's your sense on him? I think I think he's going to be a guy that can shoot the puck and be successful, but I I don't know. I need to see a full season here before I can really make a strong assessment. Uh, he might be a middling placeholder, and I'm glad that they only did the two year bridge deal. I I really don't know what the contract holdup was. I really don't. And it, but if it was, he was looking for a multi year deal. Like, dude, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You got it. You got to recognize. And Fenton probably would have done that. Fenton would have done it in a heartbeat. Yep. So Bill Guerin was smart to give him the bridge deal. Maybe you, maybe you know, if he gets forty points, if he puts up fifteen, twenty goals, you can sell it off. But um, I would, I'm still optimistic that he can actually be be something. I, I think you sold Grant. I think you still sold a little low on Grantland. I think you could have gotten a little more if you waited. But um, but I do think oh, yeah. his trade is better than obviously the Nino and Rash trade. Oh, which can't get. I mean, that's, that's the lowest spot. That's going to be the Wilds uh, years from now. The Brock for Bruglio trade is going to be. One of the worst trades probably in the history of this league trading for Victor Rask. But what's done is done. He will be bought out. All right, we're done.
Be back uh, next week. And a Capper's Off update. Oh, Capper's Off update. Because I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. we love to tease you Sorry with what's about going on. No, that's yeah. okay. What's going on with Capers? I want to get out too. Cap, real Capper's Off since we last talked. Uh, Five more goals? Four more goals. Yes. He had a hat trick right after we finished recording last Tuesday. Get in like in over. eight minutes. He had a hat trick in eight get minutes. Get him over. Yep. Five points uh, in his last three games. This guy is so good. I mean, he's he's just unbelievably yeah. good. He's, he's going to be a changer. He's going He's going to be a dynamic, the exact type of dynamic score that they've lacked so badly. Ten, ten shots on goal in the last three games. This guy shoots it. He's got even strength goals. The he's got power play is, goals. Who is his center? That's the million-dollar question. That's the that's the million dollar question for this team, and well, that player will be worth far more than one million dollars. And that's where if you know they are so putrid, you know if they get the top three pick, maybe that's their front line that's center. Not but what I'm saying, I'm a, I'm I know what you're saying. I'm a little worried, but yes, that is uh, that Bal- is what we have. Baltimore Orioles, Miami Dolphins, Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Wild. I like it. Stick to the plan. Now we're done. Now we're done. Okay, Judd's Hockey Show. We'll uh, talk to you next week.